The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Reaper Apparel Company. Reaper Apparel offers a casual line of superb fit, finish, and comfort. We design for those who refuse to die slowly and choose to live untamed. For those who aren't afraid to face the dark, for the ones that thrive in it, and for those who can appreciate life through a grim lens. That's Reaper Apparel Company. Go to the link in the description of this episode, use the promo code Mike Bono, and get 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my own personal merch store, the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. I have hats, I have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, water bottles, notebooks, you name it, I've got it. The description and the link for that will be in the description of this episode. Also, right now, if you use the promo code WELCOME, I will give you 5% off of your first purchase. That's the Stupid Should Hurt merch store. Also, the Rod Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Tactical Brotherhood. All-American-made apparel, which helps support the Second Amendment. You can also find all this in the description of this episode with the link, Tactical Brotherhood. Part of every proceed does go to helping veterans, as it is a very good cause. All American-made products made right here in Minnesota. Go and check them out. Use the promo code PATRIOT15 to get 15% off your purchase. Now, let's start the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Ride Home Rants podcast. This is, as always, your host, Mike Bono. I have a great episode for us this this week. Yeah, today. Um, but first and foremost, the Ride Home Rants is brought to you by Steve Sabo and his three books. That is Jester's Run, How to Fail at Stand-Up Comedy, and Kayla's Gone. You can get all three of these books at his website, stevesabo.com, or on Amazon. If you type in the promo code Ride Home Rants, you will get free shipping on all of these books. That is Kayla's Gone. How to Fail at Stand-Up Comedy, and Jester's Run. I have read How to Fail at Stand-Up Comedy cover to cover a couple of times now, you know, being a stand-up comic. It is a must-read if you need any tidbits on how to further your career. I am halfway through Jester's Run right now, and i got to tell you, as somebody who doesn't read a lot, I am hooked on this book. Again, stevesabo.com. Get yours today. Promo code RIDEHOMERANTS. Also, the show is brought to you by Nick Tomba and Tomba's Kitchen with Tomba's Dry Rub. I have He has sent me a complimentary bottle of this dry rub. This is phenomenal phenomenal stuff. It goes great on anything. Actually, my guest today, Trace Altif, we will be sending you a free complimentary bottle of the Coach's Dry Rub for being a guest on today's show. I wanted to get that out there, too, as well. Go to tombaskitchen.com, pick your favorite flavor, and enjoy now, that being said, like I said, Trace Altsev, he is my guest today. He is currently the Regional Recruitment Director at Xavier University. Trace, thanks for joining the show, buddy. Wow, first of all, uh, great to have you, man. Uh, I know it's been a long time in the making, but uh, I'm pretty pumped about that dry rub. Uh, I gotta, I'm not going to lie, man. I, uh, I smoke a lot of meats, and no, I'm not going to say that again. Uh, uh, you know, for, for family barbecues... 
Uh, so we just went from G to PG rated in the first 30 seconds, but uh, that's definitely going to come in handy. I'm looking forward to having that. So thanks for having me on, brother. Hey, not a problem, man. I got to tell you, dude, that dry rub is phenomenal. I mean, he sent it to me. I didn't want to tell you that before, like we were talking about before the show, because I like to surprise my guest with that. He's the new sponsor for the month of May, and, you know, I wanted to wanted to surprise you with that. And, you know, it's, it's great to... Uh, Great stuff. I'm telling you, dude, you're going to love it. If he sends you the All-American Dry Rub, throw it on whatever you want. It's phenomenal. Um, dude, I'm going to do a 19-pound turkey on Thursday, man. I'm, I can't wait. All right, man. All right. So, uh, like I said, you're the regional recruitment director at Xavier. But first and foremost, you went to, uh, you said Loyola. Uh, I can never say that damn college's name. Uh, college in uh, Chicago. Maybe right. you can say it better to, than uh, I can. <laughs> Loyola University yeah. of Chicago, which is uh, another Jesuit school. So I actually was born and raised in Cleveland. And uh, I've been with the Jesuits, uh, you know, a religious order within the Catholic Church. They're, you know, probably most known for their, you know, prowess in the field of education. Uh, since I was 14, I went to St. Ignatius on the west side of Cleveland. Then uh, I went to Loyola. Then I went back uh, and actually worked at Loyola for a while. Then I worked... Uh, uh, for seven years at Ignatius as the Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid. So I've been with the Jesuits for a long time. I did have an interim in there. Uh, before I got to Xavier, I uh, operated five bars all over uh, Northeast Ohio, all in the city of Cleveland. Uh, then I went back after uh, I, I felt like I've ruined enough people's lives in the bar business. I went back to education, <laughs> uh, maybe to get back for some of the sins that I committed in, uh, in yesteryear. And uh, worked at Central Catholic on the east side of Cleveland, then Holy Name High School uh, on the west side in Parma Heights, Ohio, and even taught elementary school for a year. I call that my year in purgatory. I, call, I taught kindergarten through eighth grade, phys ed and health. And uh, I had to teach fifth graders sex education, which uh, was probably one of the more awkward things I've ever done in my life. And then uh, thankfully... Uh, I uh, found my way back to the Jesuits and have been with uh, Xavier University now. This is going on my fourth year. Uh, so I'm very happy to be there. Obviously, I always tell folks, you know, uh, when my mom and dad, you know, God bless them when they leave this earth, I can write a book. But I can't do it until they're gone because it'll put them in an early grave. Because uh, I've seen some pretty colorful things both on the education side and just people being drunk idiots. I, I got to tell you, though, um, kudos to you for going into education the year of COVID, when anybody, everybody had to homeschool their kids, I realized then in their uh, sixth grade math, I was out. I couldn't help my son at all. I was just like, dude, I know what the answer is, but how the hell they want you to get to this damn answer? Right. I don't <laughs> know how to do it, so... Do it to the best of your abilities. Your mother is better at uh, math than me. I'm a comedian, dude. You know the rules. I don't. Know, I don't do numbers. I don't read a lot. So I mean, it's it is what it is. I'm, I'm right there with you. So here's a here's a great math story. So in my genius, you know, when you're a 17 or 18 year old kid, and you're trying to figure out what the hell you're going to be when you grow up. Uh, going to a pretty you know prominent Catholic school with a lot of affluent young young men that went to school there. You know, I grew up in Parma. Uh, not a lot of wealth. I didn't own a car until I was 26. Uh, so I went to school with some kids that, you know, definitely had a silver spoon. And, um, so, you know, thinking I wanted to go that route, I was like, I'm going to be a businessman, but I'm awful in math, much like you. I think I'm, I can probably do, you know, long division. After that, it gets a little hairy for me. Yeah. So when you go into business at the collegiate level and most programs, you have to take calculus. 
Uh, so I tested into college algebra when I went to Loyola and uh, I studied, I went to class. I, you know, scouts on around that one. And uh, my first college algebra test, I get a six out of a hundred on. And that's when I decided education uh, and teaching, not math, uh, was probably the way to go for me. Uh, so I quickly became a sociology major, got out of anything related to math. Uh, and rather would try to interpret people's feelings because uh, I was better at that than those stupid, uh, you know, uh, algebra equations. I, I, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I kind of took a similar path when I went to Bethany College. I was like, you know what? I want to go into business, uh, maybe accounting. You know, I'll, I'll be, you know, business major slash accounting and all that. And it got to my sophomore year and my advisor pulled me aside and was like, all right, Mike, uh, we need to have a serious conversation. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be well. Uh, I'm paying a lot of money to come here. I mean, I had a partial swimming scholarship here, too. So this, I'm an athlete, so maybe they'll take care of me. They're like, all right, you have two options. I was like, all right, I, li- I like two options. And they were like, all right, so you can either stay in accounting and business and fail out because that's where the, the path you're heading on. Or we can just change your major, start the script over, and you can continue in college. I was like, I like option B. I'm paying a lot of money to be here. And if my parents find out I failed out of college, uh, not going to be good for me. So uh, let's go with option two. Uh, Became a communications major. And, you know, in sports broadcasting and, you know, the broadcasting journalism uh, area. I loved it. And it, it was so much fun. And, you know, I was... I always said um, that I had a good face for radio. Um, that's, that was always the thing because I wanted to be, you know, a radio broadcaster. People were like, "Dude, why don't you go on camera?" I was like, "Nah, man, I got a good face for radio. It's, it's perfect. For, it's perfect for radio. I'm good there, man. I'll stick with that." And lo and behold, now this this month I actually make I just had my ten uh, year uh, college graduation. Uh, this should be coming up. It's been 10 years since I graduated college and it makes me feel so much older than I actually am. Uh, and I have not used well, you can my call degree. Me, you can call me sir. Yeah. You can call me sir. I wish I graduated. I think this t-shirt's older than uh, probably you are that I'm wearing right now. So, uh, wait, wait till it's 20, 25 years out. Then you really feel old. Yeah. It just hit me. Like I, I can still remember things I did vividly in college and like it was yesterday. And, you know, then I was like, wait a minute, I graduated in 2012, it's 2020, holy crap, oh, wow, man, I'm getting up there. Uh, I was already on my third career by then, so uh, you got a ways to go, my man. <laughs> so, you know, uh, the career path that you've taken, you know, you, you took um, a little hiatus and you said, you know, you, you did a little bit of bartending. So, you know, take me through that a little bit, because... I've always said, you know, I think I'd make a pretty good bartender as a as a comic. You know, I'm in bars a lot of the, a lot of the time, so you know, I interact with a lot of them, and I I think it's a pretty tough job, but it also sounds like it could be a pretty fun job. So take me through, you know, a little bit of your time in bartending, and if you have any good stories, by all means, let her fly. Yeah, sure. So uh, a couple stories here. So I was at Ignatius. I was the youngest dean hired in the school's history. Uh, I had moved from Chicago. You know, I was in my seventh year, uh, and there was a leadership change. Uh, they brought a new Jesuit priest to be the president of the school. So just like football, you get a new head coach. Uh, sometimes people like to bring in their own coordinators, so to speak. And I was fine with that. But this gentleman, this priest, and uh, we'll call him Father Awesome, uh, he uh, 
he had an interesting way about going about uh, trying to communicate with folks that he no longer needed their services. So one morning I was tutoring a student in world history because God knows we don't need to have me tutoring in math. <laughs> and uh, he walked in, he said he could do my job better than me. So I took my diploma off the wall and went home uh, and then tried to figure out my next uh, move. So my next move is I worked with a lot of families from the city of Cleveland and one young man's family who's a uh, who had a student at Ignatius, they were in the restaurant business and they had just started, a, uh, opened a tavern in Ohio City, uh, which is right over the river from downtown Cleveland. Hey man, you want to bartend uh, for the time being? So I started bartending, did pretty well at it. Um, uh, so much so that, you know, about six months later, I was uh, opening three new stores for them in a brewery. Uh, so I went from bartender. So I always cannonball into things, but my best bartending story of all time is we're right over the bridge from downtown, so we get a lot of business uh, men and women who would come to the tavern to drink and eat, and you know, you'd see someone over the course of a week, and you strike up. This guy was from Boston. He was a mass hole. Yeah. You know, he liked uh, the Red Sox. He liked the Patriots. He liked the Celtics, the Bruins. Had that wicked pissa kind of uh, <laughs> voice you talking. And I lived with a mass hole in, in college, so I know it's so this guy and I became pretty friendly throughout the week. So Thursday night, and, and just as a time reference here, this is when LeBron James uh, had just left Cleveland and went to Miami, and he was in the finals against the Mavericks, which they ended up losing and which made everyone in Cleveland happy. So it was game four or five. It was a Thursday night, and I'm on the bar till 2.30, and uh, this guy's, uh, you know, the gentleman from Boston's in, and, a, and another guy comes and sits down next to him, very nice-dressed guy. Um, and they strike up a conversation. I have no idea who this guy is. Um, you know, they say, hey, Trace, hey, Trace, who's better? The, you know, the, the, the Cleveland bullpen or Boston's bullpen? And I'm like, Cleveland, bar none. But I'm like, that Tony Sip guy sucks. I'm like, he hit a home run. He gave up a home run to David Ortiz that still hasn't landed. And I'm going on and on. And this guy is slowly just sinking in his chair. So I go about my business. And he's like mean mugging me. So I go, I'm like, yeah, man, sorry. Are you, did you take offense? He's like, yeah, I'm Tony Sip. I'm like, get the you-know-what out of here. So he pulls out his Major League Baseball identification card, and sure as the night is black, that was Tony Sipp, the, you know, the pitcher that I just went on a five-minute rant on. Um, you know, guy's a professional athlete, had a hell of a Major League career as a, as a middle to late innings reliever. But I lit him up. I roasted him right to his face, unbeknownst to me. And the guy from Boston, I still keep in touch with via email. Every you know quarter or so, I'll get an email from him. He's like, remember when you MF Tony Sip in uh, the bar that night? He's oh, yeah, yeah, that was great. But uh, funny, here's the, kind of the end of this long story here. So one of my former students at the school I worked at was the ball, one of the ball boys for the, for the Cleveland uh, baseball team. And he got me an autographed ball from Tony Sip because, you know, because, oh, Tony's apologized. And Tony didn't apologize. He signed the ball for the kid. And the kid wrote, to Trace, you're still my man. In the kid's handwriting. I can clearly see it still. But I still have the wall on my mantle. But that's probably one of my best bar stories was insulting a professional athlete. Right to his face. Not only just one or two jabs, but a full five-minute tirade. Oh uh, trying God. to offer to buy him a Jamaican red stripe after that didn't go over too well either. Oh, my God. That is possibly the best story I've heard ever. And I've yeah. heard and I've heard some good stories, like and, you know, and I've I've met a, a good many of people. Like uh, my uncle, actually, it was the uh, Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl. I can never remember the number of it, the the number it was, but um, he actually got my dad and me tickets to the Super Bowl with him. Um, he's a 
corporate lawyer for ESPN, so he gets kind of some perks every now and again. And he, my, I remember my, I remember the call to this day. My dad called me. I was in college, and um, he goes, "Hey, man, what are you doing this weekend?" I said, "I mean, I got a swim meet, but that's about the the extent of it. I mean, I'm, I'm on twenty four or I'm on forty eight hour rule, so I can't do anything or go to the bar or even be caught at the bar. Otherwise, I'm in a whole lot of shit." And he goes, "Oh, never mind." I said, well, well, you called me. What do you mean, never mind? Don't call me. Right. Never mind me, Dad. Like, let's not play this game. And he goes, your uncle had tickets to the Super Bowl, wanted to see if you want to go, but clearly you're busy. I was like, you know what, Dad? The shoulder's kind of rough. I think I'm going to need to sit this one out and, <laughs> and, and spend a couple days in Tampa is what I think I need to do. And so, I hear that sun gives you uh, those wonderful things, that vitamin D or E or whatever comes from the sun. So, Bono, I got to add, you're a Steelers fan, huh? Yes, sir. I, well, so we're – Immortal enemies. I I grew up an hour outside of Pittsburgh in West Virginia. I always root for the Steelers. I am a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I I always root for the Steelers. I follow them, the Pirates, the Penguins. And, yes, I know I said Pirates. And, you know, it's hard to admit that, but that's how you know I'm a true fan because they are the farm club for the rest of the MLB, in my opinion. I don't know how a team can be that historically bad throughout the age. I mean – I'm 33. I don't think I've seen them really have a winning season other than the wild card year with A.J. Burnett and them guys on the hill. But, uh, yeah, I, right. I do root for the Steelers. I am a Steelers fan. I can understand the, the baseball droughts, obviously, as an Indian slash Guardians fan. You know, the thing that really disappoints me, our, our new quarterback here in Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, makes more money than the whole Guardians team. Damn. So he's making $42 million this year. The Guardians payroll is $41.5 million or, or just below 42. So... Uh, but they're doing okay, I guess. They're scrapping. But I understand basically, you know, 95 for us was a big year, the strike-shortened year. Yeah. Uh, Albert Bell went 50-50, beat up Hannah Storm in the locker room, didn't win the MVP, gave it to Mo Vaughn. Uh, but, the, of course, then we lose to the Braves. And then, of course, in 16 when we lost to the stupid Cubs. Um, you know, that still pains me. But, uh, all right, well, at least now I know, Bono, that uh, Tom Brady's your first love, and then uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are your second love. So I'll, I'll remember where to send your Christmas card. I, I'm just saying, Tom, I mean, I, I never liked Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I, I still don't like Tom Brady. You know, I mean, he's a hell of a quarterback. He's phenomenal. He is the GOAT. I always, you know, everyone sure. asks me, everyone asks me, why do you hate him? Because why is he that good? In football years, he should be 175 years old. Why is he still this good? And then everyone was like, oh, I bet you're going to be rocking a Brady jersey now and the Buccaneers Brady jersey. I was like, I refuse to buy one. I'm not, no. I don't know. I will not buy a Tom Brady. I'll buy a Gronk jersey. I am a huge Gronk fan. I freaking love Gronk. But, yeah, you know, the Super Bowl year, like, my what? You know, you see those videos of people on the internet losing their minds when their team wins the big game and all this. And I was losing my mind through that entire Super Bowl. Just absolutely just losing it, screaming at the TV. My dog wouldn't even come near me because I was yelling that much. And when that final gun went off and, the, and it was over, it was just like a stunned shock. Like, I just witnessed my team win the Super Bowl. And my wife was like, they won. I was like, shh, I just, just let me savor this moment. This is, I, I, I barely remember the first time they won. I was, I was pretty young then, but the, I like, what just happened? Did we just win a Super Bowl on our home turf? Like, it was just, I was waiting for her to get her camera out and be like, oh, here we go. But, yeah, it was it, it was great. But, yeah, I, I still say this. I don't like Tom Brady. We'll be back after a quick break. 
Big labia energy. What if I eat a little cheese every day? <laughs> Just keep it. It's under. like I have a tolerance. Yeah, for cheese. Good Same job with cats. Your tolerance. Like if I pet a cat every day for the first week or two. I you going to say if I eat a cat a little bit every day, <laughs> starting at the tail I mean, and just ate a little bit, then I'd be fine. But if I didn't eat a cat for three months. I would then... totally start at the face. Why yeah. would you start at the tail? If someone put a gun to my head and said, eat this cat. I'm trying to think of We're an acceptable scenario. About a feline, right? <laughs> oh, did you think I was talking about pussy? Maybe it could go there. I don't want to eat a cat. I want to eat a pussy. <laughs> Yeah, when the Cavs won the title in 16, that's the first time I've seen in my life. So in 16, uh, in my late 30s, uh, yeah, and after they won, I just kind of sat there. I thought maybe I'd burn a couch with kerosene or like go, go outside and shoot guns or something, but nothing nothing crazy. I just didn't know how to react. Uh, so, But I'll take it. But yeah, one day when the Browns get to the Super Bowl, since we've never been there, but, but both your teams, Tampa and Pittsburgh, a plethora of not only appearances, but championships, which uh, irks me. And then last, with the stupid Bengals going to the... And this is a guy who works for a university in Cincinnati. Everyone goes, oh, you got to root for the Bengals. They so over my dead body, I will root for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, right. You know, I will root for Odell Beckham Jr. and the L.A. Rams before I root for a division rival. Uh, absolutely. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of brought it up, but let, let's talk about it a little bit here. Um the NFL draft just happened. Uh, you being a Browns fan, what do you what do you foresee? How do you think they they did in the draft, and and what do you what do you think about it? Look, I mean, you know, usually the draft is our Super Bowl because we have a top five pick every year, <laughs> uh, at least the expansion year. So you're like, holy crap, here's the draft. This is you know the best part of the season, and we didn't have a pick till the the, the second round, third round, second round, and then we traded down uh, again to acquire some more picks. I like what they did. You know, they picked best available. They picked for need. The kid uh, coming out of Mississippi State, the cornerback, you know, I think he'll fit in there nicely. We got a good defensive secondary with, you know, we locked up Denzel Ward for five years. Drafted Greg Newsom last year out of North Northwestern. Got this kid. And we also got Greedy Williams from, uh, you know, from LSU a couple years back. So we have a good defensive secondary. Um, I really like that kid, Perrion Winfrey. Did you have a chance to hear any of his, uh, of his press conference? I did not. I I, I missed the, a, a lot of the draft. I caught I caught a lot of it on my phone. I was kids a big boy. Kids a big boy and uh, projected second round pick. Slipped to the Browns, you know, into day three. And his Zoom call is probably one of the all time greatest Zoom calls. You know, telling us he's a dog. He's ready to eat. You know, feeling disrespected. I mean, it was the best animated. I mean, this this you could hear it in his voice. He wanted to rip someone's head off at that point. So I'll take him on our defensive line. Uh, I mean, the big thing with, with the Browns this year is, number one, will will the quarterback, the new quarterback, will he play? Who knows? Uh, how, how long will he be suspended? You know, I just read on uh, in the whatever, cleveland.com uh, earlier today, you know, he's got to get disposed for whatever civil suits are going on. So how much of a distraction is that going to play? Who the hell is he going to throw to? I mean, no, we got Amari Cooper. Uh, but everyone else, it looks like me, you, and, and Johnny are out there. Uh, second, third, I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, unproven. Uh, a couple rookies or second-year players, Derek Felton, Demet- or Demetrius Felton. Uh, you got the studs in the backfield, but they're talking about trading Kareem Hunt, which I hope they do not do. Uh, so we'll see. I think the defense will be good. But, uh, you know, the NFL is a game of inches. Who gets hurt when they get hurt? Uh, and if we got a good field goal kicker. The interesting thing, though, the Browns picked a kicker in the fourth round, Cade York. 
Um, so we'll see. We haven't had a kicker since Phil Dawson left about a dozen years ago. Um, and that was where the Browns were in their saddest state when we franchised Phil Dawson, I think two years in a row to retain the rights of a kicker. But I'm optimist. I'm, you know, the eternal Cleveland optimist. You know, we'll get to the Super Bowl this year. But I'm also a season ticket holder, and I've never had to pay for a home playoff game since they've came back. <laughs> Sad facts, Bono. Sad facts. And the year they go to the playoffs, it's the stupid COVID year. So instead of even when we play Pittsburgh, and, uh, you know, I would have loved to have all, you you know, you and your 58,000, 60,000 closest Bono maniacs in Heinz Field crying with Ben Roethlisberger on the bench after that dang Baker Mayfield went up there and uh, ripped their hearts out. Dude, but no, I was in my backyard. I, you know what? I I know he's a Brown and everything like that. I was a huge Baker Mayfield fan. Just that dude's intensity and what he brought to the field. Like, why would they bring in Deshaun Watson and you know phase Baker out? I mean, the dude did what for you other than bring you to the playoffs and help you get a playoff win? And now this is bye. Like what? Well, he's still a Brown because we, we I know that, him. but it's like. <laughs> The writing's on the wall. He's going somewhere else. But, well, right, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, he came in. We were 0-16 the year before. He won seven games. That year we won 7-8-1, I think. Um, you know, winning seven games in Cleveland, you know, like the year after you go 0-16 was like, you could have lit everything on fire in town. Uh, you know, set the rookie passing record, beat Peyton Manning. You know, the next year, uh, a little bit of a down year with Rod Chudzinski, which was the worst um, hiring in NFL history, I think, uh, or at least one of the worst. Um, then, you know, he comes back, takes us to the playoffs, has a hell of a year, and then is banged up last year. I love Baker. This is why I'm not an NFL talent. I also like Johnny Manziel. I like his swagger. I like his anger. I think he played with, uh, you know, that short man syndrome, the Napoleon complex, and I think Baker plays with that too. And I like that. Just Johnny was a fan of the Booger Sugar, and Baker just can't get off social media, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, you hit. The, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, because, you know, I don't know what it is with, with these teams and, and bringing in all these quarterbacks and everything like that. Like, the Browns have had how many quarterbacks in, in, in this time? Like, you, I feel like they finally had their guy in Baker. Right. Like, Right. I mean, we'll see. The kid they brought in, Watson, he hasn't played in a year. Uh, He's got all this, you know, stuff, for lack of a better term, going on off the field. You know, when the the Browns were able to uh, sign or make the trade with him, I was actually uh, with my brother in Pittsburgh uh, at the NCAA tournament. I kind of turned to him and I'm like, really? We got Deshaun Watson? (laughs) I just kind of didn't know how to react. Right. I guess he's a hell of a football player, but I, you know, he's kind of out of sight, out of mind. You hadn't seen or heard from him. Then we guaranteed him two hundred forty million. Uh, like I said, he makes more than the Guardians' whole payroll. So it's just like, what do you know? What? But you know, here we go, Cleveland. You know, the as as days of our lives, as the sands through the hourglass. Here comes the Brown season. Absolutely. So one thing I want to get into here a little bit, and I know you've you know you've been a bar professional and you know working for Xavier and all that, but you've actually turned your garage into like the ultimate man cave. I'm I've been told like I got to hear about this. What's going on there? And tell me all about it. And I'll need an address because I will be visiting you every <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so uh, when when COVID hit, remember the I live with myself and, and a dog. So I need to have some type of social interaction because if you don't, I'll go crazy. So obviously I'm a huge sports guy. 
uh, Cleveland sports. I love college athletics as well, college football. Uh, and when I was in the restaurant business, actually, you know, I have a three-bedroom house, nothing special, but the garage is awesome. It's like two and a half car garage. It's you know, they can't build. It's over a hundred years old. You can't build them like that anymore. So I said to my neighbor the one day, and my garage was filled with crap. I mean, tons of crap. No cars, just crap from the bar business. Um, I'm like, I'm going to turn my turn the garage into a bar. Yeah, he kind of gave me the okay, okay. So two days later, I bought a Pepsi machine uh, with Tim Couch on the front of it uh, for '99, and that dispenses beer now. Um, I have seven TVs out there, so on Sundays we watch a variety of NFL games. Saturdays, college football. Um, now you know with the NBA playoffs and baseball going on, and there's all these people out there. And then the upstairs is, a, is like a poker lounge. There's a couple slot machines up there. Um, I have a whole catering, uh, you know, from my time in the in the restaurant business. I can pretty much shore or cook anything. So on NFL Sundays, we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, we eat pretty well. Uh, we have hobo trash cans out there. So I basically, instead of paying for one of those solo stoves, I went to, you know, Lowe's and bought uh, some metal trash cans, drilled some holes in there. So we have fire pits everywhere. And now I've heated the garage. So we were out there for Super Bowl Sunday. If you remember, this past Super Bowl was about six degrees yeah. uh, up here in Cleveland. Uh, I was a toasty 68 out there. I have two, uh, you know, the, the torpedo heaters you see on the edge of the benches at football games. Mm-hmm. I have two of those that blast into the garage. It's uh, 225,000 BTUs. I have no idea what that means, but it makes it pretty hot. <laughs> I mean, I was wearing a sweatshirt. No, no jackets, no hat, no gloves. You know, we were having a good time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all the weekends, it's always open. I have a popcorn machine. I have a snow cone machine out there. Uh, we have four grills. We have a deep fryer. We have air fryers. I also now have purchased a generator. So if the power does go off on a Sunday, uh, we have enough power to, I think we have 20,000 volts out there that'll click on if the power goes out. So yeah, if I put a bathroom out there, I'd probably move into my garage and rent my house out because I spend more time out there. I'd never leave. That's my paradise. Like it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty stunned silence, which is 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 hard to do. I'm a comedian. I get heckled all the time. People yell at me all the time, and I normally have some type of something to say. And I am like the the best part is now with all these smart TVs. You know, you can stream whatever you want through without having a cable box or anything. So literally, as long as you subscribe to something, you you don't need a cable box. So I do have two cable boxes out there, but everything else, I can pick up horse racing from Saudi Arabia. I can get, uh, you know, we can watch, you know, pointless Mountain West football, you know, the 1130 game on Saturday night, like Boise State versus UNLV. I got that going, too. Um, so, yeah, we do. It's pretty cool. You know, that's why I have the smoke. That's what I'm looking forward to that rub coming. Because uh, it will go to good use. It will go to good use for that, smoked meats, of course. That sounds like it for sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I had to. I had to get that in before this segment here because if I don't get it in, Johnny will be so upset. And that is the Fast Fifty Five. Five random questions from the wonderful manager of the podcast, Johnny Fitty Falcone. And uh, Trace, I gotta tell you, he doesn't send me these till the day we record. I don't get to see these as often as I would like to. Um, well, if I don't like him, I'm gonna punch him the next time I see him at a college fair. Do so. it. Do it. (laughs) So kind of rapid fire, but if you got to elaborate, go ahead and elaborate. Um, So if you're ready, let's get rolling with the Fast 55. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Starting off strong. All right. Uh, Which character would you rather be, 
Swamp Thing or a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? I don't know who Swamp Thing is, so I'll go with a turtle. I want to be Michelangelo, eating pizza and hitting people's nunchucks. Can't beat that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> which is better, Quaker Steak and Lube or Buffalo Wild Wings? Quaker Steak, for sure. They, they put Buffalo Wild Wings on the map, I think. And that's all I'll say about that. I don't want to get hurt. <laughs> all right. Uh, number three, are pears an overrated or underrated fruit? I think underrated, especially coming from the bar business. You do some crazy things with alcohol and pears. Just saying. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go. This is a fitty original for sure. Who wins in a street fight? MMA fighter Conor McGregor or Olympic wrestling champion Kurt Angle? Kurt Angle in his prime, not the old Kurt Angle. I'm not a McGregor guy, so I'll say Kurt Angle. You know, especially <laughs> I saw him in, in his WWF days where he was just a total jackass. Uh, I just think McGregor's an idiot and he hasn't won a fight in how many years, so I'll go with Kurt Angle. Okay. All right. <laughs> Question number five. Is Brad Pitt or Mark Wahlberg a better actor? Neither. They both suck. <laughs> I think Marky Mark was better when he had that song come out uh, in 1990. Good vibrations. I'll leave it at that. Possibly the best answer I've heard to an either-or question that we've had on the Fast 55, and that is... Neither. I don't like either of those options. <laughs> and you can let let Finny know about that one, too. I'll for sure let him know. Absolutely. So, Trace, like I said, we're running down near the end of the episode here. Um, I give every guest this opportunity at the end of the show. So, anything you want to get out there, whether, you know, why Xavier or anything like that, or talk about your apparent bar that you have in your garage or whatever it may be, I'll give you a minute. The floor is yours, my man. Thanks. First battle, thanks for having me on. I know uh, we wrestled with schedules for a while, so obviously uh, uh, an honor and a privilege to be on with you, uh, even though you like that uh, black and yellow uh, over to my east side. Um, obviously, you know, the Jesuit education to me has been very important in my life, been very important in my family's lives. Uh, and that's why I'm at a university like Xavier, Xavier being one of the 27 Jesuit colleges and universities in the United States. Um, the people really treat you like family there. Um, and it's really home for students from all, not only all over Ohio, but all over the, all over the world, 49 states and 82 different countries are represented on campuses in Cincinnati. So you still got major league sports coming through. And for someone like myself, that's, that's big, uh, you know, and you get the best of both worlds. You have a campus as well as the city seven minutes away. Um, so I obviously work with the students from Northeast Ohio, but I'm obviously happy to help anybody out. And you can find my information at Xavier.edu. And uh, Bono, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it, brother. Hey, not a problem, man. This was an absolute blast of a show. I mean, I always love it when I can talk sports on a show, for sure. And um, definitely, for sure, I, I'm just going to show up at your house on a Sunday or a Saturday. Yeah, you know, it's, do it, it's, man. You and Fiddy are always welcome. It's, uh, it's fun. You know, bring singles. Uh, not for entertainment purposes, but for definitely gambling purposes. And uh, we'll have a good time, my man. Uh, you're just going to come into your garage. I'm just going to be posted up there already. I'm just letting you know. Well, you wouldn't be the first, so it's all good, brother. 
All right, man. That's going to do it for us here on the Ride Home Rants. Again, Trace, thank you for being on. Uh, as always, if you like the show, be a friend, tell a friend. If you didn't, tell them anyways. Just They might like it just because you didn't. That's going to do it for me, and I will see y'all next week. The Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Energy drinks made for gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike. For gamers, streamers, and podcasters alike, go to the link in the description where you can find the best energy drinks out there. Less caffeine than a cup of coffee. Also, no jitters and no crash afterwards. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off. Also, the Ride Home Rants podcast is brought to you by my favorite sponsor of the show, and that is Shankit Golf. Golf apparel made for the everyday golfer. We might not go out and shoot a six under par. We're probably going to shoot a six over par. But this is going to give us the gear that's going to help us rock it on and off of the course. Go to the link in the bio. Use the promo code Mike Bono and get yourself 10% off there as well.